Blog Talk Radio. Keep going, keep going, you're getting close, you're warming up. 
So that on Friday, is, yeah, uh, so I guess on Friday, yesterday will be Thursday. Guess it. You get, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, tomorrow will be Thursday, and then Friday will be the day after Friday, and then we'll come Saturday, and then Sunday after. So, yes, Rebecca Black, Friday. <laughs> Black Friday. She, Cole's department store has used her song as the national theme for Black Friday. Could you imagine that? Hmm. Kind of sounds like it goes together. Black Friday, Rebecca Black Friday, Friday, it's Friday, it's Friday. Friday, Friday. <laughs> yes. My question is, I wonder if there was a bidding war over the rights to the song. And I've seen the commercial. Yes, Cole's department store has a commercial, which they've, which is on YouTube. It's everywhere. And they basically have some woman just thinking about how it's Black Friday. Friday. And I wonder if other stores and other ad agencies were interested in using that because, yes, it is. it was a big song this year. I mean, we've done whole shows about Rebecca Black and Friday. And to see, and from what I've read, that, they were going to be making a lot of money for it because they said the actual song didn't make that much money, even though it was super popular. Right. Go figure. Well, she's going to get a big royalty check. I mean, these these checks, uh, I experienced one not as big as hers, but I mean, they they can be anywhere from thirty grand up to a million and something, you know, per, you know, over over four quarters. So she's going to receive a lots and lots of. Nice Black Friday cash. Uh, she's going to very enjoy it because her song is a national song. It's going to be a national hit, and it's going to be playing all week. And uh, you kind of get like three cents to all the radio. You get like three cents per, you know, every time they play your song in various cities. So you can time that throughout all the major cities in America. On television, you get a little bit more. She's going to be uh, kind of have a pretty cool uh, penny in her pocket. Uh, Yes, and the thing is, the thing is, at least with the Coles commercial, it isn't them singing them. This isn't the actual Rebecca Black song. It's it's a cover of the song and changing the words to to focus on shopping on Friday and having it fun, 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 fun. Uh, Yes, that's true. And if you look into the commercial, there's a girl, a lookalike Rebecca Black. Actress in that commercial now it could be Rebecca Black or it could be someone who looks like her, but they have some girl in there that kind of looks like Rebecca Black in the commercial. It's kind of funny, you know. So <laughs> Rebecca Black Friday. As we have it up on the Parents Kids Music Facebook now, Facebook.com/slash Parents Kids Music, so you can see the video of Friday. So it's so you got to get down on Friday and buy stuff. So, no, so the holidays are coming, and are you prepared for your Christmas shopping and your holiday shopping? I haven't been able to prepare yet, Ian. I've been uh, working really hard to try to uh, you know, get up my get my budget together so I can go shopping. Um, but I'm ready to go, and uh, <laughs> I know it's going to be a lot of people out there shopping. Out here we have a lot of traffic like you do in New York. So you got to get there early. So you know, kind of like Black Friday. Every day is Black Friday in in, in California. You know, in Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Well, it isn't just there isn't just Black Friday because I mean the I mean a lot of people don't understand that Black Friday isn't just about shopping for Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. I know a big part of it also is why it's why it's called Black Friday. It's not because it's dark and scary and because people are fighting over really cheap price, cheap items that are on sale, even though there's only one or two per store. But the idea is, in a business terms, when if you're losing money, they say you're in the red. When you're making money, you're in the black. The Friday, the day after Thanksgiving tends to be a day when many retail companies have have made a profit for the year, where all items and all money made after that will be profit. And I invite everyone to profit because it's going to be a Black Friday. It's going to be, <laughs> I, I hope that all the businesses out there that deserve to stay in business and be successful get their money. And then we've got the money and just right. all the toys and the presents. But then following Black Friday, there's Cyber Monday. Are you familiar with Cyber Monday? Oh, I know. Tell us a little bit about that. It's it's the Monday after Thanksgiving where it tends to be one of the biggest days of the year for people to buy stuff online because a lot of people may a lot of people tend to use their computers and the internet when they're at work, when they're on breaks, whether they're being productive or not. That you have lots of people who are sitting in front of their computers with internet access, using it to buy stuff. So that's Cyber Monday, which is the first work day after Thanksgiving. Okay. So that that so that, in that word that will be like the twenty eighth. And I'm wondering, like you know, this this online shopping thing. You know, you got all these couriers like uh, Federal Express and UPS. Uh, they probably have their work cut out for them, so they probably can't go online shopping when they're at work because they're actually on the trucks delivering. So I like to, you know, just give a little support to our delivery guys because I know they're going through this part of the season trying to get everybody their gifts and toys and turkeys and fried turkeys. They're trying to deliver all these things to everybody at the time that's necessary. Um, so I just want to give a shout-out to them because I know they work hard this time of season. And I know people are doing extra jobs and they're hiring extra people just so people can be happy on Thanksgiving and on Christmas. So, okay. Um, and <laughs> speaking about happiness, we have our first guest. Want to bring them on? Yes, let's do that. All right. Our first guest is here. Hi, I'm your parents' kids' music. And what's your name? Zaria. Hi, Zaria. Hey, it's Ian here in New York and Jay in California. Hi, Zaria. Hello. 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 Welcome. So are you excited for the holidays? Yes, very. Excellent. Um, What are your plans for for tomorrow and for the weekend? Uh, Eat a lot. That's actually a good idea. (laughs) That 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 sounds fun. Yeah, so it's a very like so in your holiday weekend is there any music that's gonna be involved? 
Or you could be listening to music, playing music. Huh. Well, I will definitely be uh, playing music because uh, right now my school is preparing for their uh, holiday concert. But as far as listening to music, I don't really think there's anything specific I will be listening to. But I can't wait to break out the Christmas music because that always makes me feel cheery. That, that sounds fun. Yeah, Zaria. Oh, this is Jay Zaria. I just want to know a little bit about your um, your school concert. Could you tell us what that concert is about and what kind of music you're going to be uh, playing at that concert or seeing or experiencing? Well, this concert is an excuse to showcase our talents and how far um, – We've progressed so far. And we'll play we'll be playing a series of um pretty um recognizable tunes and not only for Christmas, we also have a Hanukkah one and Oh and I'm I think that's it. Are you are you in the concert? Are you playing performing in the concert with the musicians? Or are you watching the concert? I am performing in the in the concert. And what are you performing? Which instrument are you playing? Are you singing? Are you the are you in the first uh, part of the concert? Are you the first trumpet, violinist? Or what, what, tell us a little bit more. What are you going to be doing in this concert? I am um, the first chair uh, clarinet of their intermediate band. Wow. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how long is the concert? Is it, is it, go, go ahead, Ian. Did you want to say something? I said hot. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Julio, like, how long is this concert, you know? And what's the name of the school? Where, you know? Um... The concert, I think, is about an hour and a half, I believe, and it's PK Young. Okay. And, and how, I mean, do you have to be a certain age to be in this concert? What are the age groups, like, uh, how old are the, you know, how old you guys are around? You don't have to be perfect, but kind of, how old are you guys in the, the musicians? Well, it's, uh, the, we have three middle school bands, and two of them are playing together, and then we have, uh, the high school band. Wow. Wow. That's... So how long have you been how long have you been playing clarinet? Like, I mean, you sound rather young, so I mean, how long could you be playing? I just I'm just kinda of trying to figure out how long you've been playing. I have now been playing for three years. Okay. And is your sight reading pretty good? Uh I hate sight reading. It's hard. <laughs> I know it is. Um, you know, Ian, Ian is a clarinet player too. I think his sight reading is pretty good. I don't, I don't know. Ian, aren't you your sight reading pretty good? Too? I haven't played the clarinet in years, but yes, I, I played the clarinet in school forever, from fourth grade until twelfth grade, and it was a very important time of my life. And it, and I had a lot of fun, and I practiced very hard. I had my, I had a, and my private music teacher who came in once a week to the house because it was just something that was just very important and very like 
Like, have you have you played any other instruments, and why did you choose the clarinet? I haven't played any other instrument, even though I wanted to play French horn really badly. But my mom said I couldn't because um, the clarinet is not the clarinet is in a trio with uh, flutes and oboes. So I couldn't pick the French horn because then I wouldn't be able to play trios with my sisters. So I didn't really choose the instrument, but I, I, I fallen in love with it. Wow. What, 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 what size reed do you use? I use three and a half Van Dorans. Well, that's heavy. Like, what, what's what's the biggest? What's the heaviest reed you've tried before? Um, they're not really heavy. They're really light. They're just like how it's like the thicker they are or the thinner they are. Like, what, like what do you find? Like, why the three and a half? Why not a one? Why not a four? Um, the, the, the thinner you, the reed gets, the harder it is to sound really good on the reed. But the reed also can't be too thick because then it's going to be really hard to play on. So the three and a half give me good sound quality, but they're not too hard. Excellent. So, so Jay, I'm... yeah, I want to ask Zeria, like, does she? Are you going to continue to play Reed all the way through college? Are you going to continue to play music? Or are you going to continue to be a musician? Or are you are you thinking about doing some other things? Well. Uh, when I first started the clarinet, I was super defiant, and I didn't even want to play for a year. But I'm, I'm, I want to stick with it, and I might consider minoring in music in college. Okay. Then do you do you do you uh do you think you might go to the move on to the saxophone or something another reed instrument or? Later on, are you looking at the saxophone or any of those instruments, reed instruments? Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought of any other instrument, mm-hmm. but I don't. Um, I don't think I'm going to move to any other instrument, woodwind-wise, okay. because. My younger sister plays a flute, and she would never allow me to also play a flute. And then my <laughs> older sister plays oboe and sax. So. Oh, no. <laughs> what, about, what about just go all together to the piano and just, you know, just blow past them? You know, just move on to the piano and just say, oh, I'm the piano player of the family now. What about that? I, I told myself I'd never play piano, even though I even though I think it's a good skill. But I told myself I'd never play piano, first of all, because it's just, I don't know, because everyone plays piano. I mean, there are a lot of people who play clarinet, but everyone plays piano. And then also, I, couldn't, I can't fathom playing one rhythm with one hand and then a different with the other. 
Okay. Okay. You gotta split, kind of have to split your brain in two, and you gotta like, oh, I gotta read both clefs, the treble and the bass clef. Oh my goodness. Oh, let me out of here. I understand that. Um, so <laughs> I, I I think that's great. So, so what kind of um, what kind of music do you listen to? Like, what do you listen to? You know, when you get home on on your iPod or when you get home, or what do your parents let you listen to? What What is your some of your favorite? I listen to a lot of pop, but um, when it comes to, like, shows and stuff, I really like to hear, like, in movies, I love to hear the classical mu- the classical music because of the tone it gives the movie. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Zara, it's been a pleasure having you on our show. You've been so wonderful. We'd like to thank you so much for coming thank on the you. show. <laughs> and sharing with us. Well, thank you for having me. Well, well, thank you. You're quite welcome. Thank you, and you have an excellent Thanksgiving. You too. All right. You have a good day. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. And it's the clarinet player. Well, we're yes. about to. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just. Just really just going back into just going to the music stores here. I mean, growing up in Port Chester, used to be this place called Palumba Music, which was on Main Street that's sadly no longer there. I just remember just, I'd get my clarinet reads there, and I'd see all these music books, which they'd be, most of them would be for guitar and for keyboards because a lot of stuff is, Gear not to, not just towards the educational level, but also got people who are in rock bands or people that just play in bands professionally, whether it's at a wedding or in concerts or just those people that I'm just seeing like back in a time when I didn't necessarily wasn't able to get every single song in the world since the internet wasn't accessible to us yet. On a, on a broad base, I'd see an album I wanted to buy, but I'd see it's not the, actually a CD, it's not a record, it's not a cassette tape, but I saw the book with the actual notes, and and I always thought that was just really cool. Right. I mean, I mean, it's like what, it's like it's like what I know you're you're a multi instrumental guy. Like have you ever like you're just how often do you actually just use sheet music or actually read music compared to just playing it when you're making well, your music? Uh, well I would say during the holidays you kinda have to read the music because you don't remember the song, so you kinda read the music. A lot of times I read fake books, which are very easier to read real quick um, because they have the chords there. And if you know composition and music theory, you know all your chords. So you're able to kind of put together clusters of chords that fit the melody. So all you have to do is read the melody line, and you can play the chords and kind of improvise with the bass. But usually, um, most of the time, um, since I'm always playing in the, on on the road, most of the times I, I remember the songs, and I don't have to bring any sheet music with me or any type of chord uh, um, charts or anything like that, so I can just go for it out of memory. Lately, though, I had to bring sheet music because we've not been playing that much, and I forgot the arrangements. 
So she's sitting there, and God forbid that the paper falls on the floor. I remember uh, about a month ago, my sheet music fell on the floor. <laughs> I was totally lost, Ian. Um, wow. Oh, my God, people are watching me, and I'm picking up the paper on the floor. Oh, geez. So um, sometimes that happens, but you definitely need to have carry around your sheet music or your chord, your chord um, chart with you so you can remember. So you, I think you should always have it with you. But usually I don't have to have it with me because I kind of remember when we're always playing. Excellent. I I just remember I just remember being in the like my middle school band where we'd play in the parades in town. Where usually we have the Columbus Day Parade and the Memorial Day Parade, and we'd have the music of wires that were no. connected to the clarinet. I remember the wires; you just heard these metal things, and and I thought, wow, this is how you play music portably and walk around until I made it to high school and went into the marching band and realized and found out I got to memorize all this music. And wow, there went the liar. Oh. So what did you do? You actually you remember you, you memorized everything and you were safe, right? Yeah. We did these gigantic field shows. And it was very entertaining and very musical. And, Jay, we've got our next guest. Let's bring him on. Okay. Excellent. Let's see. Let's see. Are you on with us? This is Ian here in New York and Jay in California. So is this Chriselle? Yes. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. Say hi to Jay. Hi, Jay. Hi, Chriselle. What are you doing over there? Are you you having a good day so far? Yeah. How about you? I am having a wonderful day, Chriselle. Yes. That's good. <laughs> so, so we're here to ask you a couple of questions so you can tell us some things about music, music in your life. And my first question to you is, how do you participate in music at home? What do you do with music? What do you do with your parents? What do you do with your friends? Well, for music, music-wise with instrument, I do play the flute. And music with, like, artists and all those people, I, I listen to the radio at home a lot. And sometimes when me and my parents are in the car... They switch it to this old song, and we have fun with it. Okay, okay. Now, my experience, Christelle, when I was in high school, I studied flute, okay? I'm a piano player, and I had a friend in high school. Her name is Bonnie Boyer, and she played flute. And she ended up playing with a guy named Prince. But I stopped playing flute, Christelle, because I used to get dizzy, and I was just I'm just going to ask you, I would get dizzy and get almost, you know, pass out. When you first when you first started to play flute, did you have any of those symptoms to where you kind of got dizzy and want to say I quit, or did you just yes, bypass? I did. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that because I, mine was hilarious. I, what is the feeling that you got when you was uh, first playing, picking up the flute? Um. Well, sometimes I would 
feel dizzy and I'd have to sit down and sometimes I couldn't sit down because my um, flute teacher said I couldn't and I had to keep Mm -hmm. trying. But otherwise, I guess it was really, it was fine. So how did you get the overture to work to make the flute sound? I mean, when did you start getting a pure flute sound and the wind wasn't just escaping? Because all my wind would just escape and it would never go in the flute. I could never get the flute to really, you know, get a sound out of it. How long did it take you to, you know, get the sound, the pure sound out the flute? Uh, probably a month. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Don't rub it in, okay? You're rubbing it in a month, that's all? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it, it wasn't really hard. Oh, jeez. So what about the fingering? The fingering, you got the fingering down in a month, like open C and all that stuff, and it's kind of like a saxophone kind of. So I'm just wondering. No, the, thing, the fingering was much harder. I couldn't really um, get the fingerings down without looking at it, so my teacher forced me not to. And then I learned, but then when I learned to not look at my flutes, I had to learn to not write down the notes. So it was all hard. What about the low notes? Because those tend to be very hard and take a lot of wind. Are you good? Are you good with those now, like the lower notes? Yes, I'm good with the lower notes, but I'm I'm still getting um, I'm still getting there with the high notes. Okay, okay, okay. So, how long have you been playing flute? Uh, <laughs> maybe like two and a half years. Oh, you're real good. Okay, so that's good. So, are you playing first? Share flute now? Or are you 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 sitting? Are you playing with the with the band? Or are you playing with uh, or a little orchestra? Or what are you doing as far uh, as your flute? Um, I'm playing in a band, and I used to be first chair, but now I'm second chair. And at home, I play with my sisters um, in a trio. Oh, so that must be. So, are you guys going to do some Christmas Christmas stuff this Christmas with the trio? Um, I don't think so, but I do know that we're playing a song named Finale. Okay, okay, okay. That's 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 cool. That's cool. So, what kind of flute do you have? Is uh, is, is what is it? Filmer? Or, uh, do you you know the name of the brand of the flute that you're using right now? Um, I don't know, but I do know that it starts with a G. Huh? Okay. I, I don't know, but I do know that it starts with a G. Okay. And how long? How many hours do you practice a day when you get home on the flute? Do you, do no hour, half an hour, an hour, not a, no hours, no time at all. What does it take what? to be a good? Um. Well, it depends on what you have to work on. Sometimes it's a thirty minutes, but sometimes it could go from forty-five to an hour. Wow. <laughs> Is it fun to play flute? I mean, you know, some of our, some of the kids out there will maybe want to play flute. They want to know: is it fun or is it boring or how? What 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 do you have to say to them? Well, it could be fun if you like the song and you're good at it. But at other times, when you don't like the song and you have to work at it a lot, then it's not really fun. Okay, okay. And do you still get dizzy now? Like, I mean, because. That was my whole thing. You know, I, I love flute, and I thought, because flute, you know, flute can play jazz, you can play classical, you can play anything with a flute. So 
I'm wondering is uh, do you like any other kind of music other than classical? That you know, other than uh, jazz or folk? Um, I'm not sure because I haven't really played anything else. Okay. 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 But do you still get dizzy? No. So how, when is the dizziness? When did that dizziness go away? Like after that first month, is that when it just okay? I'm not dizzy anymore. Yeah. When you of, um. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm thinking about picking up the flute again and giving it another chance. So I just want to see maybe if I can get past the first month. I still remember open C. That's the only fingering I remember. But I'm wondering. So after a month, you think I'll be good? Uh. Well, I'm not sure because my teacher told me that I was going past like the average at that time. Oh, but I see. <laughs> so I'm not sure yet. And and did you um when you when you started on the clarinet did you get dizzy? You know, oh, I never played when... the clarinet. Oh well, I was talking to my my. I was talking to my uh, my co-host there because I wanted to ask him when he played clarinet, did he get dizzy? I know you never played clarinet. I can say that when I spend a lot of time on the clarinet, sometimes I'll get dizzy. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's, you just don't want to practice anymore. You just don't want to play anymore. You just want to go watch TV or something. But, yeah, but at the same time, I've tried playing the flute, and I've also tried playing the trumpet before. I just can't get any sound out of it. And it's just something that that for for the two of you who can play the flute, I, um, I applaud you for being able to create sound out of it. Like, every instrument is designed in a different way. I just like the wood when you just blow on it, and it just makes sound. Yes, yeah, so so, show, so other music things. Are you like what are you looking forward to this weekend for Thanksgiving? Um, I look forward to my grandmother's macaroni and cheese. Wow. <laughs> well, wow. Like, what what makes it so special? Is there any secret ingredients that you're allowed to share on the radio today? Well. I don't know any secret ingredients, but I think I like it mostly because she adds a crunch to it with cornflakes, and there's a lot of cheese. So. <laughs> very, very nice, very, very delicious. Are you going to see any movies this weekend, or or are you going to uh, go see all the crazy shopping this weekend? Um, Probably not. Probably just going to my grandmother's, having a feast, and going back home. Well, well, are you off from school for a few days? Uh, what? Yeah, so do you have a few days off from school? Yeah, I have the rest of the week. Like, today we were off, and then the rest of the week we have off. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. Wow, that's a nice little Thanksgiving vacation. I, you, we thank you very much for joining us, and I, I hope you have fun this weekend. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. You have an excellent day and a great weekend. 
Okay, you too. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. bye. So we got the clarinet player. We've got the flute player. I don't think we're getting the entire... We're not going to get the entire trio today, but very much two members of a band. And and I I got to I got to say this because I know Jay we were talking about this before the show about movies movies that involve music movies that I've been waiting for for months that I finally got to see last night. I'm talking about the Muppets. I just <laughs> got to say it was just, I I just got to say it was such a great movie. I grew up with the Muppets as kids. I know my parents as adults when I was younger used to watch it. I know my father has been actually watching watching the Muppet show on DVD from the beginning. And I was going to say that the Muppets was, it was just a great return to what they were and bringing it nostalgia for those who grew up with the Muppets and also just introducing them to new children and to new audiences. I think it's going to be, I've, it, I, it's a great movie. I hope it does really well. Well, the Muppets has a lot of music in it? Yeah, I mean, the Muppets, yeah, there are songs, actually, like the songs were were written by, in the movie, were were written by people that were involved with Flight Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, then we got two great movies that have uh, musicals. You got Happy Feet 2 and you got The Muppets. So those are very musical. Well, you got Happy Feet 2, you got The Muppets. You've got a lot of music in theaters. I don't think there's any real, like, big, like, biopic on a famous musician this year like you've had over the last few years with things like Walk the Line and about Johnny Cash, and I don't think that this is, but in terms of just big, just musical movies for for family audiences, yes, you got it with with them, with Happy wow. Feet 2. With Happy Feet 2, just, I just found, like, just the, I haven't watched it in entirety, but just seeing, like, you've got decades of music. You've got music from the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s. It happened wow. to. Well, I want to definitely see that. I haven't, so, see, I haven't seen that yet, but I'm going to go see Happy Feet, too. I enjoyed the first one. Um, yes. Wow. And, like, I, like, it's just the fact that you can... You can see this. I think a lot of it is, in some ways, I could say it's the success of Glee at American Idol of, like, having people sing, cover songs, famous songs, and making it their own, which Happy Feet 2 does. I mean, even Elvis and Chipmunks does that, even though they've done that for decades. <laughs> As you have the new Elvis and the Chipmunks movie out where you see them like in the trailer, you see them singing, like cover singing a Lady Gaga song. Wow. Yes. Although I think they certainly, if they had the Chipmunks movies, even like a few years before they started, I always thought they should cover Fifty Cent. That was just me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. So I mean, just the idea that. 
I remember I used to copy tapes on my tape deck and my double tape deck, and there was the fast. There was a fast copy format where it would listen. It would sound like the Chipmunks, and I thought, did they just take a popular song, unedit it, and just fast forward it to make them just talk like Chipmunks? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but we've got our third and final guest today. I don't know if he plays any music, but... All right, Mike, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm all right. <clears throat> How are you? Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you great, Mike. Um, this is Ian here in New York, and um, I'm, let me introduce you to Jay in California. Jay, say hello to Mike. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm great, Jay. How are you? Great also. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. So you're ready for Thanksgiving? Yes, sir. Uh, Turkey all the way. (laughs) And no turkey all the way for me, but it all worked out. I'm I'm turkey. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So how are you guys doing anyway? What are you guys going to have? Anything special for Thanksgiving tomorrow, apart from turkey? Uh, I'm gonna have uh, some nice pies. So you know, I got cheesecake. I got, I got, I got this, Mike. I got cheesecake. I got sweet potato pie. I have uh, lemon pie, and also my my favorite uh, kiwi uh, pie. And uh, I'm just gonna go. I'm pieing it out. There's a pie in the oh, pie. Oh man, that sounds good. <laughs> so, so you're gonna have three point one four one four pies or something like that. Yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't know what I'm going to eat yet. I'm a vegan vegetarian, and I'm, like, not a fan of tofurkey or fake turkey. So if I'm going to eat turkey, I'm going to eat turkey. But it's going to be good. It's going to be great. And it's going to be – it's a great time of the year. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yes, so – so your plan, like musically, how does music um, affect you in the holidays? Is there any traditions or anything you have that involve music at all? Um, well, during Thanksgiving, I listen to Alice's Restaurant, which is um, something they pretty much play every Thanksgiving. It's harder to, to find now. I'm not even sure who does it. I think Arlo Guthrie or something like that. Um yeah. Uh, and apart from that, no, not really. For Thanksgiving, not so much uh, music. Um, Christmas, yeah. Uh, a few other holidays, maybe. But it all just goes in with the holidays. Starts with Thanksgiving. I know we briefly were talking about Alice's Restaurant on last week's show. I personally right. have never been part of the whole Thanksgiving tradition, but... Did, like tell me like who introduced you to it and 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 how and why do you feel it's like this huge tradition that it is for for such a big group of people well you know it came out of the 60s and um I was born in 71 so you know I listened to a lot of 60s music because my parents listened to 60s music more specifically my mother um my father listened to he was born in the 30s so he listened to stuff from way before then 
So, you know, I listened to a lot of the Beatles and and um folk music was pretty popular back then and uh and that just kind of came out of it, I guess. Was it the 60s or 70s? Some somewhere around there. It was um in that time frame. Actually, yeah. So, tell me about the other music you listened to growing up, and how it's influenced your musical taste today. Well, you know, my my mother was significantly younger than my father. So, you know, my father was born in 1930, and and his father listened to a lot of classical and opera. So, growing up, my father would listen to the same thing: a lot of Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, that kind of thing. My mother, on the other hand, was more of a 60s flower child. So, um, you know, I listened to the whole British invasion stuff from her, you know, and the popular things at the time with Leslie Gore, Dusty Springfield, Petula Clark, that kind of thing. Um, and also my father had, had um, was a huge Sinatra fan, or is a huge Sinatra fan, and Nat King Cole fan. So I listened to those guys. So I got introduced to a lot of music that was before my time through them. And um, also being West Indian, um, they listened to some some music from the West Indies as well. Not so much Bob Marley, but um, Calypso. So I don't know if you guys know Sparrow, the Mighty Sparrow. Um, we listened to him and uh, a few other people as well, Pluto Sherrington and, and Ken Booth and uh, people like that, which um, my mother's parents listened to a lot. So it was it was definitely an eclectic mix in the household. Excellent. And what other who who other people? What other people in your life were influences to you, introducing you to music as you grew up and got older and became the adult that you are today? Well, let's see. Um, throughout the seventies, you know, the popular music of the time. So. Uh, you know, I listened to Neil Diamond and Barry Manilow and the, you know, ABBA and um, the Bee Gees, uh, you know, that kind of thing, along with local artists as well. Um, and then around the 80s, it changed somewhat, you know, and um, and I started listening a little bit more to rap and, and, and reggae, at least the early stuff. Um, Bob Marley, of course, was a constant during that time. Uh, there is Yellow Man. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a Jamaican artist. And uh, Bouja Banton, which, you know, he's a lot more popular or was a lot more popular internationally. And, uh, and yeah, and then I kept on listening to those things until I went to high school. And the high school I went to was an international school. And uh, we ended up listening to a lot of the New Age music at the time. So, you know, Devo, um, 10CC, Terrors for Fears, that kind of thing. Of course, the police, um, you know, uh, what else? Uh, the Cure, um, Queen, of course, was you know, a huge fan of Queen, that kind of thing. And, you know, Madonna and Prince and, and all those guys. So that that my music listening changed at that point in time. Michael Jackson too, and um, it continued like that for a while until you know um, I, I found that the music tend you know it started to get very repetitive and uh, and not as original 
Um, somewhere around the 90s, it really started to, to get bland. And um, and then Alternative came out, and um, I started to listen to, to that. So there was Nirvana and the Chili Peppers and, um, you know, Guns N' Roses and all these guys. Well, that's Guns N' Roses a little bit before, but um, Alternative was, was the next thing for me. And then after a while, um, I stopped listening to that and went back to more of an electronica jazz type um, flavor. So I'd say for the last decade or so, I've been listening to um, acid jazz and uh, a lot of bossa nova, which... um, which is funny because my father was also a huge bossa nova fan, you know, with um, Sergio Mendez and and that Latin flavor from Herb Alpert. Um, and I still listen to those guys, and uh, and I listen to some of the more modern Brazilian artists as well, and um, and you know more electronic artists like um, like uh, well, I guess. Um, or Theory Corporation, you know, they do stuff. Um, and there's so many artists, Zero Seven and uh, Morshiba, those guys. So just just a huge range of music in your life that you listen to. Like, how do you how do you listen to music now? Uh, mainly, you know, over my phone now, or my um, I have a few iPods and an iPhone and an iPad and a MacBook and a regular laptop. So any one of these things um, over the Internet now because most of what I listen to isn't really played on radio stations. It's harder to get. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm a fan of pretty much just about everything and anything except maybe country. You know, it takes a lot for me to really get into country. So um, the... Jazz stations, um, there aren't that many of them around anymore. Classic rock stations, which I also like, not so many of them. And generally speaking, electronica has never been something that's been played mainstream. So, um, so I have to, you know, I have to get these things streamed. Um, I used to go to Camscape, which was one website that would give me streaming uh, audio, um, but they don't do that anymore. So now I do Pandora and um, and a few other places. Excellent. Have you have you signed up for iTunes Batch? No, no, not yet. Um, I also have a whole bunch of MP3s going back a while. So when I still well, and Napster was good. Um, but uh, yeah. Just, so, just so, so my, huge my range. Hmm. Um, Mike, I have a question. So for us going out to events. Seeing some of the artists that you love, could, did, we'll have two questions, and then you can answer maybe at the same time. One was, did you share any uh, artists that you and your parents went out to actually see live? And then the next question you can answer is, when was the last live venue thing that you went out and the artist to see the live perform in front of you? Um, do you still do that? And when was the last time? And those two questions. Okay. Um, I saw Astrid Gilberto at um, SOB's. And that's an artist okay. that both I like and my parents like. Um, that was a while ago. Um, 
And every now and then I go to, to concerts, you know, they have that um, boat ride thing, Rocks Off or something like that. I forgot the name of it. But I've seen a few people there. Um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember his name now. Wax Taylor, people like that. Um mm-hmm. I saw I like I like to try and catch some of the classic artists like um uh BB King. I saw him in okay. concert and yeah, a couple others. Um you know, I missed the opportunity of seeing uh Les Paul. Uh so, you know, whenever you know, any of these artists uh, come around I try to to see him before it's too late if you know what I mean. So you like it seems like you like uh BB uh, King and guitarist Les Paul uh, Joe Pass, George Benson. You like you like to go see guitarists mostly. Uh, that's more your favorite. Yeah, you know, um, guitarist. I, I I'm actually trying to learn guitar right now. Um, I like the guitar as an instrument. I you know, generally speaking, I like all instruments. But um, guitar allows the individual to not only create music but um, perform and sing at the same time. So that adds an extra dimension to the performance that um, that you may not be able to get with some other instrument like a saxophone or trombone. Right, that is true. You, you are, you're able to accompany yourself with the guitar and the piano. You have to put it in your mouth and try to do both. So, wow. So, so right now, um, do, you, do you like Earl Klug also? Have you ever seen Earl Klug? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was... Um, a while when I listened to a bunch of his stuff. I haven't listened to to his work lately, but yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I like guitar also. Um, um, we 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 recently uh, went to the NAMM show recently, and uh, they had all the great guitar players. They even had that Michael Jackson guitarist. They had her there, and she was playing. She's so good, and uh, I love guitar. You know, so many good guitarists. I didn't know, you know, which one to listen to because there's like tons of them. You know, I mean, and uh, it's, a, it's probably the, it's probably one of the best instruments out there, actually. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Song. And you know, the, there there is also I, I I especially like bass guitar, um, which is you know not many people are into bass, but um, I think his name is Victor Wooten. Um, I don't know. Oh if yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just know. insane. Yeah, really good stuff. You know. <clears throat> so yeah, that's 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 me and my music. <laughs> Mainly jazz and classic rock and electronic and a bunch of other stuff all thrown together. Yes. Yeah, so Mike, thank you for sharing us with us your journey, just growing up, just listening to music as a kid and to just all your interests and everything. We Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Excellent. You have a great Thanksgiving. Okay, you too. And, um, you know, maybe the tofurkey won't be that bad, you know, (laughs) whatever they call it. (laughs) Maybe maybe it won't. Oh, and and Mike, Lori says hi. (laughs) Okay. All right. No, guys, i got to run. So thanks again. All right. Okay, Okay, have a good one, Mike. Okay, bye. What a great show we've had today. Great show, man. They, they're pushing that tofu turkey on you. You better be careful. Nah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to I'm gonna eat well. And as I've said, 
if I eat turkey, it will be turkey. But I haven't <laughs> eaten meat in over two years, and I'm going to keep it that way for now. So okay. we thank you, Jay. And so, Jay, going heading towards this holiday, I think you have a question to ask me about this. Especially. I sure, I sure do. Especially, uh, Mr. Eisenberg, what is your treasure? That my treasure <laughs> is my family, my wonderful family, that we are happy, we are healthy, that I have my father in my life, and I have my sister who is engaged and to be married, and that I've got just so much love and so many people that care about me. And as we head over ten to Thanksgiving, I'm just thankful for them being in my life and all the good things that are coming. So, Jay, what is your treasure? Well, well, yeah, that's a good question. My treasure is life in general. God waking me up, the Creator waking me up today to get on this lovely show and talk to you and to all the people out there and the fans of the show and be with my family, just being alive and having another opportunity to experience the day. That's my treasure, having another time, another experience of the day, and hopefully I have one tomorrow and be able to eat all this wonderful food. All right, Jay, I'm going to give you a head start, hope you enjoy your food, and we will be here next week, which will be on Thursday. It yes. will be that it will be Thursday December 1st, the final show of November. We're going to be here on Thursday, December 1st, 3 p.m. on the East Coast, 12 noon on the West Coast. If you live somewhere else, do the math. All right, Jay, I wish you and your family a happy Thanksgiving. Okay, and I'll save you some tofu turkey. I'll send it over. Better express. No thanks, but thank you, and but thanks for the, the countdown talk, and everyone go see the Muppets. All right, everyone. Thank you. Have you. A great weekend.